Hello, I'm Mike. I just have one question. Are cryptocurrencies taking over? I'm a Jew. I'm a traveler. How? My name is Yusuf. I'm a farmer. Angela, I've always wondered, do I keep going for gigs or do I keep some... The business call. Getting tailored business solutions straight from the horse's mouth to you. Welcome to the business call with Bella Victor and Cheesy Dubey. Guys, it's a pleasure being back here once more. Yeah, so I'm Chizin Tukwe, and uh, um, yeah, we have today with us Tochukwu Opala, um, CEO of Busy Media. Um, in a while, we'll let you know what and what Busy Media is about. And um, he he's someone that is, is quite a very interesting person. Um, my personal meeting with him, although we don't know so much on a personal basis, but I know that he's someone that is focused in what he's doing, so I, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from him. So, welcome. Bella, do you have anything to add? Yeah, so I think let's just kickstart uh, into the question and start and uh, getting to know more about this in media. So, Tojuki, if you don't mind, could you please tell us what Dizzy Media is all about and how you guys started? Okay, um, I'm really happy to be on this platform. I, it's the business call, right? Yeah, the business call. Okay, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, um, I actually think it's a very good opportunity to, first of all, utilize media, so audio media, and I think it's a very good platform to also reach out to a lot of people. So in terms of motivating and inspiring people to try out something. So, um, okay, so to the question. Okay. Yeah, so this media was kind of a brainchild for us, right, from our time in Futo. Uh, it's, I think it's about three years plus now since we started the business. And basically, how did we start? Uh, we... We kind of had this idea to use media to change the way things were done there. I mean, we had different issues maybe from like with photographers and there was this board building of there was this need for media services sort of and there was no sort of company that was offering those services then in school. And we had these guys that we were looking up to on Instagram and 
that was like the rise of Instagram. That was when Instagram just came out and we were seeing all these beautiful pictures of photographers and all of that. So And that was what year? Uh that was around twenty fourteen. Wow, cool. That was around twenty fourteen. So we were seeing all these beautiful pictures online and we just had to, you know, check okay, how do these guys do these things and then we were early adopters of um, you know all, the, all of those apps, so it made us to you know get to see all these things that would later inspire us to go out and learn those skills. And it happened that it coincided with our um, I think 200 level IT. So I kind of used that period to learn a lot of softwares, of skills. Photoshop, design, and all of that. So coming back to school, I had a little chat with my partner. In fact, we were communicating throughout the holidays, and he had this little sort of background in photography, also going on IT, because he kind of interned in his studio. So coming back to photo, we were like, look, we have to bring these things. This knowledge, we have to bring all of those things together and form something. So. Basically, we, we partnered. I think the partnership helped to, you know, accelerate the growth sort of there. So, so if, I should, now, yeah. if I should get you right, you guys started in your 200 level. Yeah, we started in our 200 level, but we did not just go straight to owning the studio. The studio idea came up, the studio itself came up in around 400 level. So 2014, when you guys started, it was basically outdoor photography that you guys were doing. Exactly, we were doing a lot of outdoor photography. I just got my first camera, so we're practicing outdoor. And it's it's what you know that at this point in time, there was there was literally nobody that was doing that kind of stuff. That was a student, okay. at least that we know of of that standard. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much too. I, I can still remember back then in photo, we have all these uh, uh, photographers around old registrar. But yeah. currently, we don't have um, them anymore. You guys have taken over. So, what were those challenges that you guys were facing? Like coming to take over a market that grown up men were actually dominating and just two crazy dudes that just feel that they can just come and take over the delivery of some people. So how was it like? Uh, obviously, whenever a competition or a new entrance into the market, when there's a new person, there's always resistance. Yes, we got a ton of resistance, a lot actually. There was this association of photographers, they would always, you know, harass us whenever we are with our equipment and all of that on matric ground, competition ground. There are lots of harassment. So I think one of the things that we did to mitigate those things were our partnership, was our partnership with the then SUG. So you see where where partnerships and all those things come to play. So we had this sort of immunity. So we had times whereby we were the only ones allowed to, you know, maybe photograph some certain things and we had that immunity one and two we were coming with something different. We did not just have it in mind to just, you know, offer photography as a base service. That's why as it is right now, it looks like we're, you know, branching out into other things like core media production, digital and all of that. So 
the basis of what starting wasn't necessarily to be direct competitors as a photographer, photographer. We always had it stand out. We always had the idea of a media company at the back of our head. So okay. Yeah, so that was fantastic, fantastic one. I, I would like to know, based on the co-founder, how do you get to meet your co-founder? How was it like? Was it that like, was your classmate or was your brother, was your friend before co-founder? How do you get to know that this is the right guy for you to co-found this media with? I think, I think if you want to go into partnership, there are lots of any any successful partner relationship, uh, they would almost tell you that look, we actually complement each other in terms of skills, in terms of ideologies, in terms of general outlook to life even. So, as at the time I met Fred, I, I think that was um yeah, since 200 level. So we were faculty mates, yeah. So it, it happened that we actually now moved into the same lodge. After our year one, we didn't know each other in year one, so we moved to the same lodge. So I guess the interest kind of sparked, and he was able to complement some things that he was more outward while I was more inward. He was more, you know, vocal while I was. So I think all of those things just worked together, and yeah, I think he was a guy that really complemented that sort and believed in the vision that's very important so so if i should get you right it just happens like that god just brought you two together and, and you saw some of those features that you don't have to complement your own weakness why he also complements his own weakness i think i think with my understanding now of business relationships is still very much when, when you talk to the people that have been successful with partnership over a long time, yeah. when, you, when you talk to them, they would, they would always tell you that, look, this person, there was just something about this person. So, it's not, it, it's not to actually say that you can't have successful partner relationships with other people, that's the thing. So, you don't necessarily say, well, I'm tied for life with this person, I can't do any other business without this person. That's not the point. So, I don't like tied or, but for the sake of this vision, we share the same thing. And any successful partner relationship, partner friendship, all those kind of relationships, they will always tell you that, look, this person was very instrumental. This person is still very much instrumental to me achieving this vision. So that is why we came together. And also, fantastic, yeah. fantastic one. Another thing that I would like to know: raising fund for the business because funding is very, very important for businesses. Why starting at how were you guys able to raise the fund for the initial? Uh, uh, equipment and things that you do in the business. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, you made it, you made it very clear. Funding is funding is <laughs> funding is very important. Anybody that sees it, not. But then we 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 already like I told you, I got a camera, so I didn't just start by buying all the studio equipment and renting the space out. So I had a camera that was lesser risk. So maybe starting off, you want to take that sort of lesser risk. So that's not as expensive as say buying all of those equipment. Yeah. So funding. How do we get funding? We had already tested 
with the little we had, I told you. Okay. With the outdoor and everything. So me talking to my, you know, parents, the 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 they kind of believed in it, you see. If if there are no results, people can actually believe in it. Very true. So, it's very very important that they are even do very little like then we would make say in a whole whole month you can make like maybe only 30 kilo or maybe i'll <laughs> just give it a rough estimate but as little as it was it was something that you know sports all to give you x amount to get uh, x amount of studio work of equipment to start the business so yeah funding was really really crucial and once i mentioned it everybody sort of said okay yeah it's true this we have actually seen a little progress so so yeah, yeah before before your parents came in i want to know that initial funding that you used to get your first camera where did the funding came from okay um and how much was it the initial, I, I actually keep records very, very well. So the initial money that was used to buy the camera was actually 105000 as a then. Okay. Yeah, so that was how much the camera was worth. And the money actually came from my mom. So, yeah, still my parents. But then it could be like, it people say, okay, it was very ridiculous getting a camera then, I'm telling you, like, there was a resistance. So, why are you getting a camera? What do you need it for? I was just like, I needed to get it. I just, I just wanted to get a camera. And another thing is, it, cameras had always been, you know, kind of around the house. I had a camera growing up. So, yeah, there was resistance, but... As at the time of buying it, it wasn't really for money making, so I didn't say I'm buying a camera to make money. It was just like a hobby thing. And your if parents I, were willing to bring out one hundred and five thousand or fifty thousand for you to buy camera for hobby, not for business. Yeah, but I said there was resistance, so there was resistance. So I would hear things like, um, "You have it now. Are you not trying to make it make something?" You know, are you just trying to get something out of it? Are you know, are you just gonna have it? And you know, that was when he got me thinking, like, whoa, you actually have something in your hands. You have some skills, and you know. Okay, great, great, yeah. great, great. I think before I turn to the other questions, let me switch over to my uh, co-host for him to ask his own question from his own end. Cheesy. So, um. Totally streamlined photography, but that's not actually true. So, 
as regards photography as a market for somebody to venture into as every market is here there are times when there are peaks there are times when the products are totally commoditized and i mean economic situation uh technology change in technology you can get where i'm driving at there have yeah. been a lot of changes you cannot be oblivious to this fact like if you're a business person right. you have to you have to you have to make something yeah obviously so you have to think about all those things so where is it where do i see photography where is it heading to i feel those people that are able to distinguish themselves and uh you know maybe niche focused okay. and you know focus more on building softer skills relationships and all of that yeah photography is very commoditized now it is very very trust me but if you think more in the light of being maybe an ambassador or focusing on a niche for for companies and you know trans maybe transcend above just regular normal you know re- normal day to day if you structured properly i think you can still get something out of it and future wise like future future wise because i'm always thinking how's it going to be in future future wise i predict that it's only those that are so professional in it that will be able to you know get some kind of gigs that would still require photography and all of that but yeah for a normal artist i'm really i'm really sorry you have to arm yourself with other skills that <laughs> Complimentary photography, yeah. Yes, that's very good. That was my concern. That's what made me ask the question. Basically, the need focus and structure yourself. Yes, the need focus and structure yourself properly. There are lots of things that you should be focused on, and not necessarily the day to day. If you want to go to a certain extent, you need yeah. to focus on other skills. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got another question for you. Um, being in not just photography, as you say, now the media environment generally, you yeah. you are considered a creator, that someone that creates content. Yeah. Yes. Maybe other mainstream goods and services that companies sell, like maybe say consumer products and uh, construction materials and what have you. And even for me, photography and media videos, they are all. Yeah, to me, like the most interactive creative content out there, people relate to it more than yeah. writing because me and the writer and the yeah. most creative content. So one challenge I have is promotion, and I yeah. love it that is in the market of bringing something creative also has that challenge. So how do you handle promotion? How what is your when you plan how to promote it as a other work that you've done, what steps that you plan apart from the people that are doing it, maybe say casually? Okay, so maybe maybe for you, right? Maybe that would be very much appropriate. But content generally, yeah, you need prom- promotion. So uh, I would say there are different levels to this thing. So a media company, for example, say linda kgtv or let's say okay let's use a very popular one um what's her name jennifer jennifer Tyrese, you know her now so she makes her she makes her own content independent content and she has to rely on multi-choice to do the promotion mm-hmm. so say in future she might 
wants to, you know, maybe have her own platform like me that KJ has now to do a promotion. But it just goes to tell you that, look, there are levels to this thing. So video, for example, which are more focused, in, that's like a niche focus for me. So video, for example, you have free platforms, Instagram and the rest. But if you are looking for a video to, you know, go viral or maybe like Emanuela and all of that, then you would need to be consistent, I guess. You need to keep up at it. These free tools are doing a lot, can do a lot of promotions for you. And with even a little money, you can pay for promotions. But myself, when I when I think about the kind of work I do, I don't do what Funky Akinele does, so I might not handle, you know, distribution. If I shoot a video for a company, I'm not necessarily the person to do the promotion and all of that. I just focus more on content production for now. So yeah, so the free tools I think are freer than ever. Like anybody that's building a separate platform that would host videos or pictures that is not Instagram or YouTube, I think they are wasting their time. Use those free tools, maximize it to the fullest potential and I think that's a case. Um, sorry, Bella, I want to say something else. I, I, I mentioned free tools and Instagram and YouTube. It just took my mind back to, okay, that's it. And I run a different individual podcast apart from this. And episode, two episodes ago, I talked about IGTV. Yeah. I'm very sure you know about. So, yeah. the whole talk there was how IGTV was now the best competitor to YouTube and against say Vimeo or Vine or all other video yeah. So I just want to just pick your brain a little. What do you think about IGTV? Do you go for IGTV or YouTube or do you combine them or do you spread your face everywhere? I think you need to look at the consumer. So who is consuming what and what is their age? What is their preference? So me, for example, I'm a little bit old-fashioned and I'm also new school. So yes, YouTube and IGTV. But don't expect maybe a new person, maybe uh, a new age person, maybe 13 years that is just following, uh, what's her name, this Kendra Kardashian, the youngest one. Don't expect, don't expect her not to move to IGTV when she moves to IGTV. I know the importance of YouTube, so I won't believe in YouTube. Idea. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. So I have a few questions. So the main question that I want to ask is that how were you able to balance business and academy while you were in school? Is this the final question? Uh, second to the final question. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I think it's really important for people in school to yeah, outside of this place is really hard and stuff. So I, 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 I suppose it's very uh, normal for people to start to think of how outside is going to be. So it forces them to, you know, want to start to plan for something to do in school that they would eventually do outside. Yeah. So that in itself is not a bad thing. So if you find yourself at that point where you have to now juggle business and what you actually came to school to do, which is as it is, 
Now let's exclude the fact that Nigeria is, you know, this and that, and our educational system is going down and all of that. Yeah, so not to justify anything, yeah, juggling two of them is difficult. Whether, <laughs> no matter how you want to see it, juggling the two of them is actually difficult. So if, the first thing is I won't even watch someone to out of maybe pressure from peers and all that to maybe want to jump into something that that would take all of their time because it, it, it is going to take their time. So how I was able to do it, I'm not going to sit down here and tell you uh, it was easy and stuff. It wasn't easy. I was able to have made my results to a certain point where I was like, okay, from now it won't actually affect me so much. So in the end, it didn't affect me so much. And I tried my best to have friends that were uh, you know, more serious and I would pick their brains before exams. Like I would literally house them in my place and turn on the generator, would read together and they would be my friends and I would be friends. Come on, if you are making money you need to <laughs> you need to be solving some problems, yeah. So that was it that was it. But I'm not gonna sit down here and say it was easy, it's so not easy. So not easy to juggle something. Okay. So what did you end up graduating with? First class, two one, second class upper. What was it? Uh, I I ended with a two one or yeah. Another thing is maybe people feel that maybe those grades are not important. Like I I, I said some things before. I, I said maybe the educational system is going down, so everybody's like, look, let's just do that. I don't think that should be the approach. So if you're going into business, you know that look, this is serious. This is a serious thing. It's a serious deal. So it's not something that you juggle and all that. Okay. If you are not ready for it, yeah. So you need to know why you are there first. Okay. And I mean, if you don't, if you don't eventually get a good result, it still, yeah, it still doesn't mean that maybe everything is over and also. Yeah, great, 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 fantastic. And I don't know, how was the transition after school, like running a full-time business? Was it easy? What were the challenges now that you are done with school and you're just focusing on business? Well, uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you say this business, 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 it looks like maybe the person is saying, okay, I can't work for someone, so, um, you know, that's, that's independent and you know, that's not really the case and I don't want people to, you know, go out of school thinking or be in school and be thinking that's how it is. The truth is, the truth, the gospel truth is that running a business in school and running a business outside school, two different things. <laughs> two different things. Two different things. So I see a lot of people that, oh, they are shining stars. Everything more because I support community of students. Yes, yes, there's that available market that can you know. And, and, and don't forget, a lot of things are subsidized in school, a lot of, a lot of things are subsidized. So you don't actually know structure there, you're just basically doing, if you're lucky enough to know some things before, I mean, if I were to do this over again, come on, like, I'll literally admit <laughs> some better decisions. Not like I regret anything, but people should understand that, look, while you're in school, try to gather as much 
knowledge and you know as much customers and all of that that you need but don't necessarily think that this transition will be so smooth so for a long time for a long period of time i have to actually sit down and look think about is this what you want to do okay. think about you know their job offers or their job possibilities which should go go through your mind especially now that the economy and you know all of those things are not really rigged in your favor except some you know really lucky person that gets into a niche very niche market that pays you know so so i mean there are some people that got into blogging as at the time it was really a hot kick and they did it well they were very diligent so the transition sort of was easy so now everything is digital so that's another point to think about so i think one of the first advice of this song think about your business in school as something that you are doing that is your main since you say you want to make it like your life your business and everything think about it if i leave this place how smooth would the transition be that's the first thing how would i be able to just convert my customers immediately to you know the kind of customers i want to or the kind of I want to be getting after school. So you, you kind of put all those things into perspective. Think about it like where do you want to live? Where do you want to raise your <laughs> that's going to family? Where do you want to raise your children? Think about think think okay. Let me just like it's crazy, but think about retirement in school. If you don't foresee a good retirement, if you don't foresee my brother, you should actually not you should get off your eyeballs and just sit down and walk. That is it. That is it. That is it. So the final word, what final word of advice will you give to your, let's say, 17-old self? Let's assume that you have to advise your 17-old self. What would that word that you're going to say to the person? Hmm. I would say, I would say to remember where you started. So, as at the point where I deleted from why I started, I was lost in, and I made some wrong choices. So I would remember exactly why I started the business, which was to first of all build something that would not necessarily depend on me to exist. Okay. As at the point where I made a decision to make something about me just a little time where i tried to do that and you know the repercussions are not very favorable so i will try that and i will also tell you to think long term think about the transition like i said so that's really really important think about the transition very very well you don't want to be doing something that fantastic yeah so that's okay. really good that's a good one so we're about ending, so I'll just do a one-down question and answer. So one-down question, I'll just call two things and you tell me which one is your favorite or which one you prefer or which one you are. So more like yeah. Coke and Fanta, you, you choose one in that okay. sense. Okay, so are you ready? Yeah, very much. Coke and Fanta. Coke. Black or white? Black. Aqua and song. The thing is, I use both of them, but... Apple or Samsung, just choose one. Apple. Apple. I love Blues or reggae? Blues, uh, blues. I play yeah. single. 
Huh? Engage your single. Do you mean, do you mean currently? Engage or single currently? Ah, uh, single to be called. Alright, alright, alright. It's is a pleasure having you on, on this podcast. Thank you, Lord Jesus, much appreciate. I'm very, very excited to be on this platform. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, guys. Alright, man. Take care. Thanks a lot, man. Bye.